0: Welcome to the Meet Me Downstairs podcast. I'm your host, Britt, and I'm here to bring you some real ass conversations about what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a mother, what it means to really just live in this world in female skin and feel empowered and educated and connected to our bodies. So the type of conversations that you're going to hear are going to be with a mixture of experts in the field of female existence and also real women, real men mothers just wanting to share a window into their world so that we can connect better remember you're never alone your sisters are right here on the other end of your speaker and you can always message us to connect deeper so get ready to learn about yourself to love yourself and just embrace this experience popping your headphones turn up you'll speak loud and let's do the damn thing Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Meet Me Downstairs, the podcast that honors the woman within the mother and the woman within ourselves, mother or not. Today, we are joined by Rachel Newsom, a mom and doula from Barbados, who has an amazing Instagram account called motherkind.bb. And she shares her birth story today. And her birth story is a home birth, which is our first one of this kind on the podcast. So it's really cool to be sharing all different types of stories. And in particular, this one, because I just thought it was so sweet and I felt like I was right in the room with her. And I just loved also hearing another mom who's a doula's perspective on birth and the narrative that is delivered to us. So Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your beautiful words. And before we get into it, This is coming out the day after Mother's Day and I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all you incredible creatures out there who are raising life like you guys are raising humankind. We are doing an immense service to this world by raising the next generation. So just know that you're doing a really good job. You're strong. You're resilient. You're nurturing and you have everything you need within you to just be this beacon of light that you already are. So thank you gals and let's do it. Okay, so today we have another birth story for you. We're joined by Rachel and I'll let her do a little intro of herself and then we're going to f- hear all about how she brought her baby girl into the world. All right, Rachel, over to you. Well, um, as we said, my name's Rachel.
1: I'm a mom. Uh, my daughter Ruby is 19 months old now and um, right now I'm pregnant with my second at uh, six months along. So that's really exciting. Um, i did a doula training four years ago and I'm really passionate about supporting women and birth and all things surrounding motherhood is is, uh, you know really special to me so
0: I'm really happy to share my story today. Awesome well yeah paint us a little picture how was pregnancy for you? Well my pregnancy was
1: was really really great. Um, I would say like one of the most important things for me going into my pregnancy was just this like kind of idea of like following my intuition and really like using it as this like beautiful opportunity to really dive into that, you know, and like listening to my body and um, my baby. And so with that being my kind of um, guiding light, (laughs) it kind of, that was what took me through my, my pregnancy. So I knew from day one that I definitely wanted to have home birth. So that was really important to me so um I looked up the only home birth midwife (laughs) who's available here in Barbados and um yeah and I made an appointment with her um we got along really well from the first day and that was a really really nice experience to have that support throughout my pregnancy it was very um easy and you know talk for like an hour sometimes longer at our meetings and she was just lovely she would you know rub my belly and talk to the baby and it was a very kind of like relaxed and I think definitely not the experience that most women have like with OBs and with with other you know regular obstetric care so that was really really great for me and um yeah, and sorry, my daughter, screamed. I don't know if you can hear the screaming.
0: Don't worry, a lot of moms are going to be listening to this. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: so yeah, so, so it was good. And I really did um, listen to my intuition. And I made a real point of playing an active part in my pregnancy. So all the decisions about what tests I had or ultrasound or whatever, I made all those decisions myself. I looked it up. Did I want it? Did it feel right for me? And um and that was I found that just so, so powerful to like, you know, take the reins in that and um be be in charge of my own kind of care in that way and to work with my care provider as opposed to just kind of like I was told because that just didn't feel right for me. I just I didn't like that um, model of care. Yeah. So so yeah so that was um it was really great um the pregnancy was smooth uh, no real you know problems or anything it was very relaxed uh, except for the obvious you know nausea Mm tiredness you know the the normal stuff yeah so it was it was good overall
0: that's awesome and I think it's quite interesting too that you're that you had that approach and probably that comes from you doing doula training before you got Mm -hmm. pregnant. The influence yeah. that that would have had sort of thinking, well, I'm not just going to be along for the ride for this one. I want to be in control as best as I can be of this ride and and have my say and trust my instincts. You know, what brought you into wanting to become a doula in the first place? Uh,
1: I Well, I, I always like, I interestingly loved like birth, I think, because my dad's a vet and growing up, I kind of always was exposed to and been a part of birth. With animals, all different mm-hmm. types of animals. So I've always really been loved, like loved birth in general. Um, but it was only like later, like maybe when I was like in my like 20, 22, 23, maybe that I started actually getting really interested in birth. I was feeling like, what do I want to do with my life? And, you know, that kind of like questioning. And it just kind of came to me um, that, that that was something that was really important to me and then I had a a miscarriage which again like kind of like brought me through that experience and made me even more kind of like interested and passionate about about birth and you know motherhood and everything so I think it was a kind of a gradual thing like I I actually wanted to be a midwife as well at first but then I kind of shifted gears a bit and it changed for me like how I feel about the whole inter engaging with pregnancy and birth and women, like how I feel like my what I want my role to be has kind of like shifted as I've like
0: learned more and seen more about you know, what it's all about for sure, for sure. That's super cool. And so what was that like, I suppose we just said, basically, having this insight and then taking that control mm-hmm. um and then having the care providers and stuff down here that were Mm -hmm. alongside your vision that's just I feel like that's actually quite rare
1: (laughs) yeah it is but but I mean I think the thing that's important to know is that like we as women like we have the we have all the options that we choose to give ourselves Mm -hmm. basically you know like we, we like that's always something I always hear women say like oh well I want this but I can't have it, or I can't do this because of this, but we set the limits on ourselves, and like yeah. if you want something, then you make it happen like you just like there's always a way, it's just what we're able to perceive as like you know it's it's only in our perception that the the limits lie, you know, and like it's the same thing with our care like they you have this like feeling a lot of the time when you're in a doctor's office or whatever. You go there and they basically tell you, well, you're going to do this, this and this. But mm-hmm. the reality is, is that they're working for you. <laughs> they're offering you something and you have the right to say whether you want to take it or not. And that's not the feeling that you get when you're there. But that no. is the reality. Yes, and, that's um, very true. Yeah.
0: And also mm-hmm. it's different in the you know the service that you're getting or, or you are like you are the product the the body that that you have and the baby that you're trying to birth like it's a a human thing and you're right these people are working for you so the stakes are so much higher it's not like you're just going Mm -hmm. in and getting your nails done and you know it's like you're actually birthing a whole life but Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and we hold all the power we can hold Mm -hmm. all that power it's just. It's just so easy to give it away. Yes. They make it so easy. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll 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 deal with it for you. You don't have to worry about this. Like, yes. They're very willing to just take that responsibility away from you and make it easy for you, so-called easy for you. But it's not actually, I don't think, easier. It's so much more powerful and more incredible to just not let them yeah. do that and to just hold on to it.
0: <laughs> and also noticing when you do try to assert your own power and you see what your care provider does because if they're not if they're not in line with you then that's a big sign that you're in the wrong place totally because if they don't think that you have that you you should have the power then usually they react
1: pretty you know they get pretty upset when you don't go along with what they've you know suggested or what they advise you it's like what you're not going to do what I've told
0: you to do like yeah how could you yeah, <laughs> you know? like true. so that's it's very interesting yeah for sure well great so that well that was fun let me let's bring it back to you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're sorry no, no 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 I love it because it's nice to be able to talk to another doula and especially both of us being in Barbados where this field is really thin like there's not that many yep you know, doulas around, I mean, very, very limited. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's interesting to have a conversation with you about that experience here. And also know that that is felt all over the world. I mean, our listeners are everywhere. So we have people, like literally, we've got people in India and Singapore and the States and Canada. And so (laughs) I'm sure that there's relations like this that just are comparable no matter where we are. So just remember that you guys have the power. Anyone who's pregnant listening to this, Trust your instincts, trust your guts. <laughs> but um, yeah, so as you're coming down toward the end of the pregnancy and like getting ready for birth, like what's happening in your mm-hmm. mind? Do you have fears or what's kind of going on with you?
1: Yeah, the fear. I mean, definitely, I had fears. I can't really remember what if I had any specific things were that were really like um, big for me. But um, I was working really hard, like you know, on. I was meditating a lot and, um, dancing and just kind of being in my body. Like that was just, that was my process. It was just like, I need to be in my, in my body as much as I can. And to, and to just like trust what's happening. But I found that like, actually it was more other people's fears. That mm-hmm. was like a stressor for me, like, especially coming down to it. Um, because throughout my pregnancy, it's, like with my husband and my family, there was like It was many conversations, especially with the fact that I was having a home birth and my parents live on the same property with us and my husband's mom uh, came down here for the birth as well. So it was like there was going to be quite a few of us, you know, people around. So it was really, really important to me that they understood um, and respected like the space that I needed to to do this, you know, like to really to give birth in this you know, like realm and to like honor that, um, you know, physiological need. you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, it was a lot of conversations and a lot, especially, you know, with my parents, like more medically kind of minded and trusted and very kind of like trusting in the medical system. So like, we had a lot of conversations about basically like, you know, I was like, I understand you have fears, like, I know like, but you can't put them on me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want, to talk about this and this and this that are, you know, freaking you out about it or what you're worried about, like you need to talk to somebody else. And they did do that, which was really, really great. They reached out to friends and other people um, and kind of like process their own fears. So that was really great. But, um, but yeah, that was definitely a, a challenge, you know, throughout. And especially because a lot of people, even like family, friends and, people in general that you meet like when they hear you're having a home birthday like everybody a lot of people just have this idea that home birth is not safe or that it's not as safe as being at the hospital and like oh my gosh like how can you you know do this and like you know you you shouldn't you know this and that or this can go wrong and this horror story of something that happened to somebody that they knew and so like it's just Navigating that is always like a challenge to kind of keep that out of your
0: fear of, (laughs) yeah, how you are processing what's going on. (laughs) Exactly, it's very true. A lot of outside opinions to consider, but good for you for yeah for sticking to your guts and doing what felt right for you guys. (laughs) So let's talk about labor and how that kind of happened for you, and you had a water birth in the end. Yeah, everything went. Well, you tell me. <laughs> no, I actually, I didn't actually, I didn't actually have a water
1: birth. Oh, um, well, you had a home yeah, birth, I d- sorry. I
0: didn't,
1: yeah, no, I, well, I, yeah, I had, I just had a home birth, but I, I didn't really have any kind of, um, I didn't have a birth plan per se. Like I was just kind of like trusting that I would just do what felt, be where felt right for me, right, you know? Right. So I had a tub, I did have a, a, a water, um, of pool and I had you know my I had my shower the hot shower and I just kind of was like I'll just move as I feel like whatever feels right I'm not gonna try and like plan how that's gonna like pan out but um but yeah I I guess I'll start at um the beginning which was that uh, my due date came and went (laughs) (laughs) and it was I think like um four days after my my due date and um I mean I don't believe in due dates as most, I'm sure most women don't and we all know that it's kind of bullshit yeah. <laughs> but um, but it's still just having this number and this date in your mind that it kind of gets to you in some kind of way like where you're like okay the date this is the date even if you know that it's not a real thing it's like it's still there so the date came and went and um, I felt like everybody was looking at me like I was some kind of ticking time bomb <laughs> like every day I would wake up and my parents would be like looking at me like, oh, is anything happening, you know, and like getting all, and I'm like, no, nothing's happening, <laughs> and just not feeling absolutely nothing, and, um, that was kind of, like, frustrating, and everyone, of course, everyone is just, like, Excited and like mess my friends you know messaging me like anything happening yeah like it's the baby you know are you getting contractions and every time I would get a message I was like oh my gosh (laughs) nothing's happening (laughs) so um after four days of that I'm just being so so enormous and swollen (laughs) and like you know just ready to give birth I was just kind of getting you know a bit frustrated with it so um I remember we went I went for a really nice walk at the flower forest with my mom and my mother-in-law and we just had this nice walk in nature and it was really relaxing and I came home and I was like I told everyone I was like I'm gonna turn my phone off I don't want any of you to ask me tomorrow morning when I wake up like if anything's happening I will let you know when something is happening you will know like just nobody talk to me about it Anymore. I just need to like <laughs> have all this like tension. So I did that, and um, of course that was the night that labor ended up starting <laughs> when I finally just kind of let go of the yeah the stress of it all. And um, yes, yeah, so, like I went to bed late stupidly. I should have really like got an early night, but I didn't. I stayed up. I think I was watching TV till like eleven or something, and then I went to bed. And um, and then, of course, like, within, like, half an hour of trying to get comfortable, suddenly I had this, like, sensation. I was like, oh, okay, interesting, you know, like, <laughs> maybe it's just Braxton Hicks, like, not really, you know, sure. And then it kept, they kept coming, so after, like, maybe, like, half an hour, it kind of sunk in. I was like, oh, like, this is labor, like, it's <laughs> happening. <laughs> so... I got really excited that I was like really excited. I just like got out of bed and was, like, I'm in labor and I was like super pumped about it and I uh, woke up my husband and he kind of just like opened an eye and was like, Oh, it's a great love. And just like went back to sleep. <laughs> um, So, because I told him, I was like, it's probably going to be really long. So like, don't, you know, just get your rest in the early. because I'll need you later on. So You yeah. just rest. like don't, don't bother like staying up with me the whole time. So he's had no problem doing that <laughs> and went back to sleep. And, um, I kind of just, uh, I intent, I think I had the intention of going back to sleep. I like lay back down and like, yeah, I'm going to have, get some rest and be good. But then I just couldn't, like, I, I, I think I was too excited. And also like the contractions were kind like, they were intense enough that it really wasn't like
0: you couldn't sleep through it easy
1: enough to sleep yeah like I I mean it wasn't I could have maybe if I really really tried but it just didn't feel I wasn't I wasn't feeling it so I just got up and then I did the one thing that was like I was really looking forward to doing which was to light my birth candle because I would set up this little um, altar in my living room and I had all my affirmations written out and all these little you know special things for me and um and this candle that I had with some, you know, little dried flowers from, from my baby shower and everything. And so I was really excited to light that when I went into labor and just let it burn like throughout the labor. So I went and lit the candle right away. And, um, I put on some just like relaxing music and I just kind of sat and looked at my candle, my table and wrote out the contractions you know, they were very manageable. Like I was able to kind of, I was just going with it. Um, I, I kind of floated between like going in the shower and the hot water and just sitting on like my birth ball or moving around and just doing whatever felt good. My husband, Oscar, I think he got up maybe around like 3.30 or something like that. He came and hung out with me and, um, and then we messaged Uh, Andrea my midwife around maybe like four I think Um, and just let her know like just sent her a text saying like you know it started just letting you know that you know something's happening so yeah and but so that was good and then you know we just kind of rode out the the rest of the night like that like around maybe six um, my mom, like, came to the door. I think she'd seen the lights on in our house but next door. So <laughs> she, like, crept over, and she was, like, a kid on Christmas. You know, she had this, like, look on her face, and she's like, is something happening? And I was like, yes, it's <laughs> finally happening. <laughs> and she was so excited, and, you know, I was, like, crying. She was crying. Everybody was, like, really excited about that it was finally happening. The contractions were – They, I think they were probably, like, maybe, like <sighs> – they felt really, they were pretty close together, even from like the get go, but like, they weren't like always like, they weren't super like consistent, you know, like in the length of them or whatever. So it was just kind of, but they were maybe like three or four minutes apart. I think even at that point, Andrea came in the morning, maybe around like nine 30 or something like that. She, she showed up and she came and just checked in to see how we were doing and, um, And yeah, she didn't stay long. She just was, you know, like everything okay, like you looking good, you know, it's probably going to be quite a long time. So just keep doing what you're doing and I'll come back later and just, you know, call me if you you need me, basically. So she left again and uh, the morning carried on. And then like around maybe like 11.30 or so, I think I felt like we'd been at this certain level for like a long time and I just wanted to like, Ramp things up a bit, so we decided yeah. to go for a walk, take our dog for a walk. And um, I majorly regretted it <laughs> once we got on the walk. I was like, Why did I come out here in the hot sun? <laughs> and I'm like, Having contractions and like stopping and bending over, and it's just so hot. And I was like, How am I gonna make it back to the house? Like, this is insane, <laughs> and it was just really rough. And yeah, it took forever to get back because I just was just having contractions that all the time, and um, but yeah, I finally made it back, and <laughs> and it was like at that point, then like around the middle of the day, like I, I felt like it was really like there was this like big level up in the light intensity, mm. and that was the first point where I was like, whoa, like I have like I, it suddenly wasn't like I was I was like I'm not coping as well as I was before, like I had to like adjust the yeah. new level, you know, and I kind of was like. This is this is rough, you know. <laughs> so I suddenly got in my head that Andrea had um offered me she has she has a tens machine. Mm-hmm. So she'd offer me to use this the, the tens machine. Um and so I told Oscar, I was like, Can you just ask Andrea to bring the tens machine? I really want to see how you know, try it out and <laughs> see if it's gonna help me right now. Cause like I just need I need something. Like yeah. I just want something that's like, you know. So anyway, she brought the TENS machine, but it took her like, I think she came like an hour and a half. She was like, she, I don't know where she was, but it took her like an hour and a half to get to us. So she came, she brought the machine, I put it on, you know, put it on. And then I like, I just hated it. Like, mm. I just found it the most annoying thing I'd ever felt. <laughs> it was like, I was having contractions. And then there's this like irritating kind of like sensation on my back. And I'm like, this is nuts. Like, I can't deal with this. So I think I like left it on for like ten minutes and then I just ripped it off. I was like, I can't I'm not not having that. And I like, realized that at that point I was like, I'm actually coping really well now. Like I'd already like you already settled. yeah, it. Exactly. So I was like, I don't need this anymore. Like this is not worth <laughs> it. It's no so good. So that at that point, like I think that's when like the breathing for me really became this like the biggest coping right that that was what like the shift so I then before I was just kind of like going with the contractions and it was fine and I was breathing but I wasn't like it wasn't like this like really conscious breathing that I kind of had to slip into to deal with this new level of intensity so um yeah I was just like really staying with the breath and really like going into that like pregnancy like, like a labor kind of like bubble mm. of like being in that zone and just focusing on the breath and that was good you know like I was I was coping really well with that and um and then Andrew was I think she was actually gonna leave again and then I kind of I'd said previously to, with like we discussed I didn't want to have any um vaginal exams in my labor then for some reason at this point in time I just decided that I wanted to know how many if I like how dilated I was and then so I asked her to check me which she did and um and then she was actually surprised she was like oh you're like six to seven centimeters well Mm. like I didn't think that you'd be that far
0: yeah
1: so she was like you're in active labor and I was like oh thank god (laughs) "Oh." I can't believe, like, I, I, it could be, you know, I was, in my head, I was psyching myself up that it wasn't, you know, but yep. it, because I just felt like I was going to be a really lost first labor, but um, but I was so happy when, it, when she said that, and so she was like, okay, I'm going to stay now, I'm not going to leave, like, you know, we'll be here till the baby comes, and so that was really nice. So the afternoon kind of moved along, I had things, I had food, I had, like, my mom made me a really nice soup, and just had tea and everyone was kind of bringing me snacks and drinks and you know just taking care of me and I was just kind of still going in and out of the hot shower and using that to like kind of deal with the pain and breathing and um yeah and then it kind of started to get dark started definitely to get like really tired because like at that point it had been like a whole day and I hadn't slept the night before really at all either so it was like it was like getting to the point where I was like, I'm really feeling this like exhaustion now. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then Oscar set up the pool for me and he, yeah, he filled it up. And then maybe around like six or seven, I, I went in the pool and I just really didn't like the pool as well. Like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I don't know. I, there's so many things I didn't expect myself to like dislike so much. I really, mm-hmm. really did dislike so I got in there and I just couldn't get comfortable like like the kneeling down or sitting it just didn't feel good for me like I actually at that point like it was so intense like I just needed to actually stand like that was what felt good for me so I tried to go in there for a little bit after all the effort he went through to (laughs) fill it up and make it hot and yeah I, I just got out of there um after not too long and I and like the next maybe like half an hour, or 45 minutes, just kind of like leaning on um, the crib and just kind of like swaying. Mm-hmm. And and then, yeah, maybe around, I think it was like maybe around eight or so, like I just started to get this urge that I had to go, that I had to poop, that I had to go to the bathroom. So I went in the bathroom, I sat on the toilet and sitting on the toilet was like a really nice Feeling like it just felt like the right place to be and I think I probably stayed on the toilet for like a good like maybe half an hour maybe more like they couldn't get me to get off the toilet I was just laboring on the toilet and I was very happy there I was like I if I poop I want to just be sitting on the toilet So just let me I'm just gonna be here sitting on the toilet so I just I just stay there and that was good and then like yeah it was getting close to nine and um and then uh, Andrea was, like, kind of checking in on me. Like, I had all the lights off in the bathroom. It was just, like, a candle. It was, like, very dark and very, like, relaxed, you know. <laughs> and she would come in and with her little torch, and she would just kind of check in and be like, I'm just going to have a little peek and see what's going on down there. And um, so she looked down, and she was like, uh, I think you need to get off the toilet now. Like it's, You know, you don't want the baby to come out in the toilet. And I was like, oh, do I have to get off the toilet. <laughs> I reluctantly got off um, but I didn't move far I literally got off the toilet and I just kind of stood in front of my shower and I just grabbed onto the shower rail because like the pushing urge was just surging through me like so strong and I was just you know I there was like I just had to go with it it was like there was no kind of alternative so um, I started pushing then and it was like That was actually I think like my favorite part of the whole labor because it was like the whole before that I was just constantly like holding on and I was trying to like just ride out these waves and it was this you know just this I'd been so quiet the whole time like I'd really just like gone so deep inward to like to deal with it that I'd been silent nobody really heard a word out and I was not talking I was just totally in my own world and just breathing and just you know, in this zone, and then suddenly this pushing came, and it was like I just started like roaring. I was like, oh like like a sudden burst of energy, just came back, and I was like, just going with this urge and just roaring so loud, and it just felt so good. And um, uh, and after the fact, like my mom was like, we were really freaked out. <sighs> <second. laughs> You've been so quiet all this time, and then all of a sudden you started making these primal noises and we were all like oh my god like what's happening there (laughs) Uh, but yeah it felt so good because again her mind it was like I was in some it was in agony or horrible pain as a mother you know she's like feeling this so intense but for me it was like I was just like in this animal state yeah yeah so it was really it was really awesome um (laughs) so I pushed for maybe I don't know I want to say like 20 minutes or so and um and then uh I could see I looked down and I could see this bulge coming out and I, I don't know I, I don't know what I was expecting to see but I wasn't expecting to see this like fluid bulge and then it, I was like oh like oh yeah my water na- hasn't broken <laughs> oh. like it didn't really I hadn't really been I honestly hadn't even thought about it the whole time I wasn't waiting for it I don't know I wasn't waiting for it to break I wasn't thinking about when it was gonna break I just figured it would break when it broke so it wasn't um I wasn't thinking about it but then all of a sudden I was like oh that that's you know like whoa like that's a weird looking thing coming out of me um like it almost like almost like a balloon you know mm. like this <laughs> yes. kind of yellow yeah balloon um and and yeah and it was her sack and um so I kind of squatted down then at that point like onto the ground and um and I gave like like some really like that was when like it got really intense and um that ring of fire Mm. really like kicked in as as she was crowning and that was like just such an intense moment like I think that was the only moment in the whole labor right had, you know, that moment where, like, I mean, if you l- listen to birth stories, you always always like the moment when, like, um, the mother, the woman, like, starts, like, saying, she I can't do this, I can't do it, like, yeah. you know, like, there's that moment, like, that was my moment where I was just, like, but it, I didn't verbalize it, it was, like, in my head, but it, I remember in my head it was, like, I was, like, is there any way out of this, like, mm. is there a way, is there an exit, like, how do I reverse time, like, I can't get through this moment, you know, like, it was just so... It felt like it was impossible, and um, but then I kind of it was just that realization like there's only one way out of it, out of this situation, and just gotta break through. So that was um, that was pretty intense, and um, yeah, that sensation was just like out of this world. Like I really felt like my whole body was just being like torn over, <laughs> torn in half. Basically, yeah. that was the feeling. Yeah, and um, and then yeah, and then her head came, and and her, and then it was just like one more push, and psh, like out yep. she came, still completely inside of the sack. Wow. like oh. it just never popped, it never opened. So, so she just came out like perfectly in this sack, and um, my husband had been he was like the whole time crouching on the floor with look of complete like shock and amazement, I guess, <laughs> like the whole time that this was happening. So I was kind of looking at his face as all well, uh, this was happening, and it was just such a hilarious expression that he had on his face. He was just kind of like, "What am I seeing right now?" <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Andrea reached down and she popped open the the sack, and her and my husband they just both kind of like grabbed onto her together, and they pushed her up into my arms. And, and yeah, and, and she was here and she just started crying like right away. She just, you know, let out some cries and I was just kind of sitting on the floor in my bathroom, like completely exhausted to the yeah. point that I'd never, ever been in my entire life. And just, wow, like that just happened. Like I did it. And I, I thought I would be really emotional. Like in that moment that I would be really like crying and like, oh, my baby, like I'm so like, but in the moment it was just like. I was just holding her and it was so primal and I was just like oh I did it like that was all I was feeling I was just like it's over <laughs> it's done and I just held her there and my mom and dad and Oscar's mom they were all kind of peeking into the bathroom and crying and everyone was just there and so happy and and then I got up and they helped me over to like my bed and I lay down and nursed her and it was just she was just perfect and it was just so beautiful and we were all kind of like in awe just around her and I think we cut the cord actually at that point my placenta hadn't come out yet but the cord was like completely white like after 20 Mm -hmm. minutes so we just decided to cut the cord and then I started getting contractions again and so I kind of just got off the bed and and Andrea brought a a bowl for me and I just kind of like squatted over the bowl right next to my my bed and just like birth the placenta I remember it did sting quite a bit like when the placenta came out because I had I did have tears I remember like it was a really stinging kind of sensation Mm -hmm. having the placenta be be born but um but I was also just really happy to get it out and have that like final you know part of the the whole process over and um and then I just got back into bed and nursed her and we just cuddled and it was really really nice and um and then Andrea kind of had a look to see how um you know what my tears look like and if I wanted to you know have stitches and whatnot so she gave me the option she was like I can try and I had like two tar- two different tears um I think one was like a first degree and another one was a second degree but I decided to look at it. I was like, "Yeah, I want to see what it looks like."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she put the mirror for me, and I really regretted looking after, <laughs> after that because I was like, "I don't think I was prepared for like what that was going to look like." Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, "Whoa, okay, like that's a that's intense." Um, but I definitely like in the moment, I was just like, "I cannot, I can't imagine you know, having stitches right now." Like just the idea of. Needles and like stitch, like I was like no, like I fine like I you know I'm gonna just trust that my body's gonna heal and I'm gonna rest and I'm just gonna let nature um, take its course. So I didn't have any stitches and um, and yeah, and that was it. And we just kind of like chilled out. We just stayed in our in our bed and you know with our baby, and that that was it. That was mm. that was the end. <laughs>
0: well that is a beautiful story oh my goodness thank you for sharing that (laughs) thank you two last questions I would love to know just how those first I guess the fourth trimester those first three months were Mm -hmm. in new motherhood for you
1: well I I would say like even for all my like kind of um preparation and the amount of intention i put into um pregnancy and birth like, and, and i did really put a lot of thought into my postpartum and try to be as prepared as i could but i i really didn't feel prepared in the end like i felt um it, it's just such a raw time you know like emotionally and um physically like you're healing after birth and like and the healing like with my tears like I I definitely like that was a really intense thing for me because I had like a lot of like pain and it was just you know it was it was like even just like emotionally dealing with the all the emotions surrounding the physical healing like I found that really hard and um so yeah I think it was that def- it was definitely like it wasn't easy you know but I did have a lot of support like because my parents lived next door and um, my mother-in-law she was here for a few weeks after the birth so we had so much help like you know they really took great care of us and you know constantly bringing us food and mm-hmm. checking in and you know taking um, my daughter so that I could have naps and so I had so much support and that that part of it was amazing and I'm so grateful and, and lucky that I had that like built in support to, yeah. to just be able to heal and like, you know, like go through that. But I definitely, it didn't change the fact that it felt hard, yeah. you know, like in the beginning. Um, but of course it just gets, you know, things ease up as you know, time goes on and it, you know, you set just it's I think it's just really settling into that new this whole new life you know like it's just it's a huge trend and and there isn't really much that can prepare you for that like it's just you just go through it and but I definitely I really feel like in my heart and like going through it myself like that was a huge thing for me was just realizing like how we really are like really failing mothers in in our society these days and like it's just not like the way that we we live is just not set up for for women to really thrive and to actually not be traumatized by <laughs> the postpartum kind of experience because like it's just we're not we're not meant to do it alone like it just mm-hmm. it's not right like it's not right
0: that we have to go through that alone so yeah, yeah there was a, it was a big
1: learning experience for, for sure
0: amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your beautiful story. My final question for you, which I love to ask all my guests because I created this podcast as a way to honor the woman within the mother and the woman within ourselves, mother or not, and what are what are ways in which you honor the woman within you?
1: Um, I would say just yeah, like I mean t- definitely taking care of myself, taking time for myself to do things that make me feel good and um you know nourish my soul and my creativity for sure like those those are really important um i'm just i think the best way that to, that i find like to honor the woman within me is to just always like kind of accept like the woman within me whatever that looks like you know and like whatever shape that takes you know like is is beautiful and is good and is completely okay you know like that we don't have any like idea of like what that should look like you know yeah so
0: yeah (laughs) love it love it awesome well thank you so much if there's any last words that you want to share or anything you know about yourself or about what you're doing please do otherwise um, thank you (laughs) thank you so much for having me I'm so so happy and grateful to be here Thank you so much for listening in. As always, if you enjoyed, leave us a review. It really supports our channel and it helps it to grow and let other people who might be interested in this stuff find us. And then also please just share it, subscribe, um, love it, whatever it is that you guys do to keep supporting. We appreciate it so much and we will chat on the next episode.